Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtzcast. Cole Pedham here as always. And of course, this is another opposition preview. Of course, the games are coming very thick and fast during this festive period. It's crazy to say that Christmas is only a matter of, I think, uh, 10 or 11 uh, days away at time of recording. It just doesn't feel like it should be that time with how the, uh, the year has been going with the virus and the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. But nonetheless, like I said before, it's another opposition preview because we play Burnley at Villa Park on Thursday. I believe that's a 6 p.m. kickoff time in the UK, if Google told me correctly. And of course, it's not just me here to chat about Burnley because to be honest, I can't comment that much on Burnley. So of course, we have Dave Roberts from the No Nay Never podcast. He's also a Burnley uh, statistorian. Try saying that five times fast. But nonetheless, Dave, how are you doing? Hi, Cole. I'm fine. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for joining me, of course. So without further ado, let's uh, get into the Burnley perspective, shall we? So um, how have you found your season so far? Uh, It's been a really tough start for us to begin with. I think there was... um... Obviously, it's been a, a, a an odd season, hasn't it, with the uh, delay to the end of last season, the games being played behind closed doors. And Burnley did really well during that time. We had a, a heavy defeat against Manchester City, which is nothing unusual. Um, and then after that, we went on a really good run, despite uh, injuries, all sorts of problems. Uh, we had a really good end to last season. And then coming into this season, it was a little bit odd. We had a um, you know, much shorter pre-season than than normals. So that was that was different for the uh, players and for the squad, uh, I guess. Um, and then coming into this season, very start we had uh, difficulties. We only picked up one point in our first six games, so it was a, a really, really difficult start for uh, for Burnley this season. In uh, contrast to what happened to uh, to Aston Villa. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've said this a million times. Uh, <laughs> we we stayed up by the uh, the absolute minimalist amount, and uh, it's just kind of grown from there. And it, it's kind of crazy in some ways. Uh, I feel like I've said this a million times, but uh, yeah, a lot of us were not predicting this. And I think right now, a lot of people are just kind of assessing and trying to get expectations in order because uh, shouts at Europa League are a little bit too early at this stage. But nonetheless, it's great to have some success, especially after last season. But back to the Burnley perspective, um, Dave, if I'm correct as well, weren't you guys going through some uh, kind of controversial takeover talks as well too? Uh, that's still in progress. Yeah, there's, um, well, there's, there's whispers that that might even happen um, this side of Christmas. Certainly, um, well, I think the intention is that that may well be completed before the new year. Um, the, the, the talk is that it's a, an American company who are the, the leaders in that. There were two consortiums involved um, and there's talk of that being completed sooner rather than later. So, um, yeah, I think we'll probably hear something on that in the next uh, next week or two, perhaps. But it's still not been resolved yet, but uh, it's imminent. 
would that be I, i'm not honestly to be honest i know nothing about your current ownership but would that be the first non-british ownership that you guys would ever have had yeah, it's it's always been uh, local owners going way back. The, the chairman has always been effectively a local businessman. Um, we had very famously Bob Lord, who was um, uh, chairman of Burnley for a lot of years from, I think, the mid-1950s right through until, well, shortly before he died at the start of the 1980s. And then since then, the guys who've taken over, they've always been local businessmen. So um, a, a change, it would be a big change if... Uh, um, another company got involved and there was obviously external um, foreign ownership because it's always been a, a, a locally owned uh, club in the past. Oh, for sure. So I guess from your standpoint, and I'm just kind of asking because I'm interested and I'm, I'm sure some Villa fans will be interested in well in terms of how the business side and ownership works too. Is that kind of a, a worry for the Burnley fan base? Are they kind of worried that they'll lose some of that local touch? And I guess with a two-parter question that I might as well throw in as well is, how do you think that affects the Sean Dice? Um, I, th- I think it's always a concern. I think when you've been in that position, there's the, there's concern about because you see um, it can go either way. There's clubs who've had um, new owners come in and they've done really well for the club. They've sort of taken on the club's ideals and run with it and done really well. And then you've had the flip side of the coin. You've had others where you know it's been a real, real disaster. So I think the worry is uh, that you're going to end up with one of the uh, charlatans rather than one of the good guys. Um, but I think the, the, there is a realisation deep down from Burnley fans that we need some sort of additional investment, wherever that comes from, to try and take a leap forward because the uh, the current ownership, you know, it, yes, they, they may well be millionaires, but they're not multi-multi-millionaires, which is what the majority of the owners in the Premier League are these days. So if you're wanting to keep up with the rest, um, you're going to have to get some um, additional investment coming in. I think from from Sean Dyche's point of view, from the um, uh, the potential it gives him to bring new players in, then that can only be uh, a good thing. But again, provide it's done in a um, a responsible way, and also the, the the concern as well is that it does take account of the fan base because we don't want um, owners coming in and just ignoring you know 100 odd years of. Uh, of, of local ownership um, and then destroying that. So we, I, I think the, the one thing at the back of the mind is that the current chairman, uh, although he has had some criticism, has always had the uh, club's best interests at heart, even though he hasn't necessarily had the uh, deep enough pockets to, to take things forward. So um, there will be a lot of scrutiny have gone into that process. And I guess there'll be, um, when, when any announcement is finally made, um, I guess there'll be sort of a, uh, a statement, a very detailed statement, I would imagine, from both sides, trying to reassure fans about the um, what's going to happen going forward. Yeah, it's always interesting. I mean, speaking from a club that's had, and I'm not generalizing this to American ownership or foreign ownership, but we've had an American owner in the past being Randy Lerner. And of course, yeah. he took he took over during a spot of bother, of course. And it was kind of on the up and up of the start. And then, of course, I, I, to be honest, I'm not too sure if it, whether it was a lack of interest or whatever it may be that kind of was the, the final straw with that. But evidently, the investment and the interest seemed to kind of wane. And, of course, the results in closer and closer we got to relegation, that seemed to be kind of coinciding with one another. And we saw the final results. And, unfortunately, we went down. We go to another former owner, if I can get my words out today, um, in Tony Jaw. And, of course, we all... Also, how um, that went, and that almost basically put us into administration. And thank God for 
owners that we have now, they've been an absolute blessing and have kind of brought, uh, brought the club back to uh, the, I wouldn't say the heights, but back to more of the fans and more of to the appeal of the locals. And yeah, that, that is always a thing that I think a lot of people look at and think, well, if you lose your roots, then what kind of connection do you have with the club and the fans? And of course that's the most important connection after all, especially when you're coming from clubs like Burnley, where you're so deep rooted in that and if you, you've known no difference. So exactly. that's always yeah, it's always important. But nonetheless, uh, let's move on to the next thing. And of course, that's your turnaround in form, like you mentioned at the very start. I think that's, um, especially after the Arsenal result, of course, that being yesterday at time of recording, it's Monday. Uh, a massive 1-0 win puts you guys just above the relegation zone. So I think that's what, one loss in your last five or six, if I'm thinking correctly? Yeah, we've had eight points in five games. So two wins, two draws and another defeat against Manchester City in there. And that's after picking one point up in the first six games. So it's certainly been a big turnaround in the uh, in the last five. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that speaks to what we were speaking about briefly before starting the recording was your uh, injury list. I think it was obviously, of course, that coincides with a lack of preseason for a lot of clubs and a lot of clubs and players didn't really know what they would stand if they're going to move, stay, what's going to go on with in terms of how long their injury may or may not be. I think a lot of people are wondering with this virus, what's really going to go on in terms of next season. I mean, nothing can really be short of potentially being called off again. We never know how badly it could get again. So that's never out of this kind of the realm of possibilities, but nonetheless with Burnley and your injuries, I, I guess, where does that leave you guys now? Of, of course, kind of after this one nil win, where do you feel that you can kind of build upon for the rest of the season? Um, I think, yeah, it's a case of trying to get our heads above water to some extent because we had had such a poor start, just that one point from six games. So to actually get ourselves out of that bottom three now just gives us a fighting chance to get a little bit of momentum going forward. I think defensively is something where the uh, partnership we've got now, Ben Me coming back in, he's been in for the last five games, he missed the first six. Uh, that's been a, a, a key, I think. And that partnership with James Tarkovsky, with um, Nick Pope in goal behind them, that sort of three is really pivotal to, to Burnley and certainly has been in the past and seems to be now. So if we can build from that strong base, um, try and keep clean sheets, which we have been doing more or less, um, other than the, the blip against Manchester City, then that does give us a chance, even if we're not firing on, on all cylinders up front, um, which we haven't been, we've not scored very many goals this uh, this season, um, but it does give us a chance to sort of push on and, uh, and, and try and improve because it was a, a very, very... Um, disappointing start which we have sort of just about slightly recovered from now yeah I think that's the thing with Sean Dyche too a lot of people look at you know what you're going to get with them you know that you guys are going to be very compact you guys have a smaller squad but in some aspects to be fair like it works for you guys very well the tighter usually the smaller the team the tighter the unit so it and so it should be Uh, of course that doesn't always work out in terms of morale and all that kind of stuff but nonetheless it it does seem to work with you guys it's almost like an us against the world kind of mentality in some ways and that does work very well of course you guys have two former villains in Matthew Loughton and of course um, Westwood as well Um, so with that kind of mindset we'll move on to the game itself how are you feeling heading into this one because I mean for us um coming out of an international break it's been a trend this season we start really slow we lose two we win one and that's actually been uh true 
throughout, I think, the two international breaks we've had so far, and Wolves being um, our latest result and our latest win. That's a massive morale probably for, I guess, a, a regional standpoint and just kind of measuring where we are. So I guess from your standpoint, how are you feeling? Um, I think it'll be a tough game. We know that all away games are, are tough games. It was really good to go to uh, Arsenal um, on Sunday and, and get a win there. Um, we know Villa's going to be a tough game. It was a tough game last season, looking back at the uh, results, because we, we're doing a preview, preview show ourselves, I think you're uh, contributing to. Um, we've got some of the stats on there and looking at last season's game, and we know that it finished 2-2, the game at Villa. Um, Villa went ahead twice, and Burnley came back from behind twice in that game to uh, to grab a point. So it's it's going to be toughy again. We know that um, Villa have uh, consistency. I mean, look, looking down in terms of your players, you seem to have a real consistent core in terms of players, the seven players who've played every minute of every Premier League game this season and two others who've played 10 games and just come off uh, substitutes. But I think I'm right in saying uh, that Douglas Louise and Matthew Cash, uh, they're both unavailable for Thursday Correct. for suspensions, one on for a red card and one for five yellows. So that might just upset things a little bit and might be something that Burnley can, uh, can take advantage of. Yeah, and actually, that's great. You basically just did partially of my job because I had about five stats and notes and you uh, knocked them all out of the park. So that <laughs> that makes my job a little bit easier in terms of what I was about to say. But yeah, uh, last season, a 2-2 result at Villa Park. Um, it kind of symbolizes where we are at this season. I mean, last season, and I've said this almost in every preview, we just couldn't beat a, top, a traditional top six side, I should say in quotes, because of course we know how Arsenal are doing um, this season. Of course, everything's subject to change, but uh, yeah, we couldn't do that until we beat them when it really mattered. And this season, it seems like we can just beat all the top dogs, or I guess I should say, quote unquote, top dogs. And we like to struggle against the likes of Brighton. And of course, I guess you can't really put Southampton in that right now because they're flying and West Ham to see to be seem to be another outlier as well but we seem to I guess long story short we seem to struggle against the teams that will sit back a bit against us maybe it gives us a little bit too much time on the ball to think about things and we do tend to struggle and I mean this is kind of thinking from last year to break teams down who do like to absorb pressure and we saw that in the Brighton game where our line was especially the defensive line was too deep in the Brighton zone and offensively we effectively we just got beat on the counter way too often and I guess from a Burnley perspective is that something you guys can use I mean I know you guys don't have I guess the greatest depth in terms of pace and prowess and when you're going kind of on the counter but is that something you can look at and say hey we can take advantage of that I think so, definitely. I mean, it, it does tend to be uh, the way that Burnley play, particularly away from home. It'll be a case of trying to uh, calm things down, trying not to concede early, um, and trying to frustrate teams as well. And it, it does it does work. It does work sometimes. Um, and I, I could take your point entirely. I think maybe Villa are more suited to um, a much more open game. Um, they can play more on the break, whereas if Burnley sit back a little bit more and uh, allow a little bit of pressure... Uh, but don't allow um, them to get in behind, then uh, that's to Burnley's advantage. And I think Villa might get a little bit frustrated uh, by that on Thursday, possibly. Yeah, well, I mean, our if I'm thinking of last scene especially, somehow if one of your players goes off, uh, we really struggle against 10 men, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, I think that gives us even more time. Uh, to think about it and I mean you could go all the way back to the very first game this season when that's essentially how we got our first win against Sheffield United I mean they're a whole other kind of story in themselves with 
the the fall from grace from last season but nonetheless it seems to be something that we've struggled against quite a bit but uh, I, I guess looking back at Burnley is there any one or two I wouldn't say negatives but things that you worry about and look and think and kind of see Villa maybe exploiting um, well, I think if, if Villa can score first, that's a, that's a big advantage because I think Burnley struggle uh, when the opposition score trying to come from behind. There's not many instances of us uh, conceding the first goal and coming from behind to win, although we have done it a few times in, uh, in Premier League history. Um, and I think it's just a case of we do struggle for for goals full stop so if if we are conceding it's it's difficult to uh, to then come back and and score a couple although we did do that um last season to to good effect to get the point down at uh, villa park that was a i think it was a saturday uh, tea time kickoff here uh, uk time um and it was one of those games where it was a really good point for burnley and we we did better than doing what we don't always do is 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 conceding and coming back um, to at least get a point out of the game. So I think if Villa score early, that's going to be difficult for Burnley. But if Burnley can frustrate Villa, then we've got every chance of pushing on. I think our strikers have struggled. Chris Wood has scored a couple of goals this season, but he's not been quite as prolific as he was um, during last season. Um, but he does tend to go on these runs where he gets on a purple patch. So if he does score, um, he'll score for a few games. So we'll be hoping that that... Uh, that can come to fruition and he can uh, start scoring a few goals over this. Uh, as you say, it's going to be a, a, a busy period over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I guess with that busy period, Dave, are you expecting any rotation with this in mind? I mean, I, you guys play as well on the weekend as us. I think we play on Sunday. I'm pretty sure maybe you guys do as well. I'm, I haven't really looked at the schedule, to be honest, for the uh, match week after this one. But do you expect any rotation? I don't think be too much. No, I think Sean Dyche likes to uh, stick with his his team. Doesn't like to rotate things too much. We saw that even with the end of last season, where we were playing games sort of midweek and weekend, midweek weekend without too many gaps. They were coming thick and fast, and we had even more injury problems then. And it was a case of more often than not, it. Uh, where possible, he'd keep the same side. He wasn't rotating. Plus, we're not using the substitutes either. I mean, there's been a lot of calls for increasing the subs from three to five, which obviously there were more substitutes available in the uh, back end of last season. There aren't now. Um, but even throughout that period, when we're allowed to use five substitutes, we never use more than two. So I think Sean Dyche prefers to keep it um, with a core squad, core team, um, doesn't want to make too many changes, doesn't want to rock the boat. The players know their roles, um, and if he can, he'll uh, he'll pick the same side. Now, I, I think all being well, provided we haven't had any niggles or knocks from Sunday, it will probably be the same 11 who play on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, like you said before, it's probably going to be the same for us. I mean, we have two forced changes, of course, that being Matty Cash and Douglas Louise, as you uh, previously mentioned, will be missing. I mean, kind of in some odd way, it's almost a blessing for us because uh, one, it kind of brings Matty Cash's um, card count. I think they drops back down to zero. I think pretty sure that's how it should work anyways. Um, and that should be a, a massive boost for us in terms of flexibility. I mean, heck, we have two capable right backs in El Mahamdi and maybe Freddie Gilbert comes from the darkness as well. So um, that'll be interesting. And I think the other one a lot of people are looking at is Marvelous Nakamba, the defensive midfielder who I think came on for all of 10 seconds on Saturday. But nonetheless, uh, would you be so kind to give me your score prediction? Um, I'm going to go reasonably confident, bearing in mind we got a, a good result against Arsenal. I'm going to go for another draw, I'll go for a score draw, and I think it'll be 1-1. 
No, that's fair enough. I mean, we Villa haven't drawn yet. So uh, with that being said, I'm very much expecting that to happen this month, uh, especially during the festive period. So, you know what? I'm going to go one, one. I, I, I think it, it's a fair result. Um, I, I think bigger fisher to fry. And I think it's going to be one of those games where there's a game on the weekend coming up within a matter of few days. So I think that's going to be in mind as well. You might see some early substitutions from both sides to keep things fresh. So you never know what could happen. Maybe it'll be an absolute barn burner. You never know. Hopefully it'll be entertaining, but nonetheless, I'll go for a one, one draw, but uh, yeah, I I guess that's about it. Uh, So Dave, if you'd be so kind, uh, feel free to plug uh, anything you'd like to at this time. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we mentioned earlier that uh, I contribute for the No Nay Never podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter um, at No Nay Never. If you want to catch up with us, um, we do uh, we do previews for every um, Premier League game we have done for the last couple of seasons, uh, as well as regular podcasts as well. And I'm on Twitter myself. I'm on uh, DLRBRTS, or if you search for Burnley Stats. Um, I like to have a mix of um, stat stuff, but also a historical perspective. So looking back at um, on this day um, uh, and looking back at the history of the club as well. So it's a, a, a real old mix in there. Brilliant. Yeah, of course, we follow each other. I always love reading your stuff. And it's always good to see different perspectives from different clubs. And to be honest, um, dealing with you a lot has always been lovely and very easy and very enjoyable. So, of course, thanks for coming on. And of course, we'll we'll look for the reverse fixture to uh, get in touch again. But uh, to, of course, the Villa fans listening, thank you for listening. Of course, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Talk Aston Villa. Tweet us at 7500 Holt. If you want to email the podcast, it's Holtcast at gmail.com. We'll leave it there. Hopefully a positive result come Thursday, but nonetheless, up the Villa. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.